What is up, everyone? It is Joe from Project Kayfabe, and I will be doing Russell Buzz Radio for you today, Wednesday, September 20th. Today is AW Grand Slam, you know, the biggest show in NYC at the moment. You know, sure, we get WWE here and stuff, and the SmackDowns are good and all that. But this is apparently supposed to be the headline show for NYC, and we have it here today. For the last two years, it has been one of the best things that I've gone to every year, and now we're back for a third one. So I'm going to be talking about the AEW Grand Slam card for both Dynamite and Rampage. We'll get into that. we got some other wrestling-related topics to get into. But of course, before we get into that, thank you for listening. It's always uh, you know great to know that we still have people that listen to us, even though we're very inconsistent with our posting. We have about three podcasts podcast you know on the schedule of things that we're supposed to be posting and none of us really doing what we thought we were going to do life gets in the way it fucking sucks bro but hey we're trying our best so we're doing some wrestle buzz radio so we can at least get some stuff out there project kayfabe we're still figuring out what we want to do there we're going to come back at some point um same thing with all of our other podcasts we're still in the mix of just life and hopefully getting things together but we have wrestling to talk about so before we get into a AEW Grand Slam, I do have some things I wanted to mention that have been coming up in the last week of wrestling. One of the biggest things, The Rock appeared on SmackDown. It was fucking nuts. I mean, I wasn't watching SmackDown. I'm going to be honest, I'm not really a weekly watcher of wrestling on the, you know, on the weekly shows anymore just because a lot of them don't really hit the same mark for me. I kind of keep up with AEW just because there's only, like, you know, I'm a big fan of the Adam Cole MJF stuff and Eddie Kingston and then some of the Elite stuff. And then afterwards, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of keeping up with Twitter. Same thing with Raw, same thing with SmackDown. Not much of a weekly watcher at this point, just a highlight watcher at this rate of where I'm at in my life and just how I feel about professional wrestling. But the rock came back that's fucking sick you know i saw some uh i think it was suplex you can follow him on like twitter and and, like instagram and shit how he like he's like spent thousands of dollars to go to wrestlemania 39 hoping to see the rock and he didn't appear and some person in colorado who probably spent 20 dollars on their smackdown ticket got the rock out of nowhere and it was amazing the pop was there it is clear that even if the rock may lie about black adam numbers The WWE Universe loves him, and all of that will be put away and forgotten about if The Rock is making WWE appearances, and if the writers strike, the actors strike, because Hollywood is a piece of shit and doesn't want to pay their people correctly, we might be able to get more of The Rock. We're already getting more of John Cena, as you can see. He's here, you know, I think we're on the third uh, episode of SmackDown that John Cena will be on, or maybe I'm getting my numbers confused. Like I said, I'm not really watching, but John Cena had like a, you know, he said he's going to be here for a couple of weeks and stuff, so this is all thanks to the writer strike and the actor strike, because these guys need something to do, and now they have time on their schedule to come back to the home that, you know, really put them on the map. And to see The Rock there, that was amazing. Earlier that day when The Rock popped up on the Pat McAfee show in Colorado, because they're there also for the game that was going on for Colorado State, um, it was uh, interesting to hear that The Rock was like, yeah, I uh, had a handshake deal about uh, doing the match at WrestleMania 39 against Roman. Just why would you tell us that if we can't fucking have it? It already passed. Why even make it a thing, man? That really pissed me off it also made me think maybe maybe the rock is lying the rock has lied before probably lie again maybe that was all just a bunch of lies but you know what handshake deal was supposed to happen and it just didn't happen and sure cody had his match and it was all great and all but 
maybe WrestleMania 40. He said basically, like, who knows? You know, they were trying to do something monumental. And it is 40, you know. Anytime that the WrestleManias have a big O in the name, it's it's a huge deal. I mean, WrestleMania 30 wasn't a... Didn't we end the streak at WrestleMania 30? So anything is fucking possible. Um, but I would be really excited if we got The Rock. And I think The Rock should get squashed against uh, Roman Reigns. Not squash, have a good match. I don't think Roman Reigns squashes anyone nowadays. He'll give, you know... Logan Paul one of the best matches of his career because you know why not <laughs> but um yeah I think The Rock possibly coming back would just be fun it would be great to see we're getting John Cena back which is what a lot of us have wanted you know it's one of those things where John Cena is hated so much in his career a lot of people hate him but now that he's gone you don't hear any more of those John Cena sucks chants you're just everyone's excited everyone's in love that John Cena wants to be a part of what they're doing and you know what it's great we're getting we're getting legends back that is the exciting part about what's happening in wwe in my opinion i haven't really been much of a follower as i already mentioned so like the weekly stuff man but like st something like this is gonna draw me back in so very cool to see that the rock made his appearance who knows maybe this is a one-off maybe we'll see him down the line rumble survivor series i'm still annoyed that survivor series at barclay center to 2021 they advertised that you know it's 30 years of the rock or whatever the hell it was and we didn't get shit <laughs> the rock said no watch clips of me and look at this egg for red notice and then we got all the weird austin theory shit and actually that's uh what that's what happened too he came uh he confronted austin theory Gave him a rock bottom and, uh, you know, hit the people's elbow. That's all you got to do. Hit the classics. Um, so, yeah. In other news, uh, another WWE-related thing, which kind of bounces off of AEW. Apparently, Jade Cargill is done with AEW. Her contract is over. Her farewell match was when she had the match against uh, Chris Statlander for the TBS title as a rematch. And she lost. And it looked like she was kind of on her way out with how that match went. And, you know, a lot of appreciation for her. She went out in the way she wanted, in a good way. And apparently she was spotted down in Orlando near the PC, near the Performance Center. So, Jade Cargill at WWE? I can't be mad at that. That's the second biggest star in terms of, like, you know, people who have gone over from, WWE, from AEW to WWE. This is the second time we've got someone, you know... Of mention, sorry, <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr., who's apparently down there as well. Uh, but Jade Cargill is a big deal. She is AEW made. She was made from AEW. They put her on, they started her with Cody Rhodes. She's a Cody Rhodes gal, <laughs> you know? They had her and Brandy talk about open fight, open mic night. So, like, we have Jade Cargill going down to WWE, potentially signing you know there's no confirmation of anything it just seems like she, her contract is over with AEW, and there's a chance she's going now to wwe while AEW is the second you know biggest show in terms of america wwe will always still be that big dream that everyone had you know only the new generation of wrestling you know fans like the young ones who eventually maybe want to become pro wrestlers like Maybe if they fall in love with AEW first, then that will be their dream for for them. But all the up-and-coming wrestlers, all the new ones, have always dreamt about WWE. And WWE is a juggernaut. I mean, it's plain and simple. And for someone like Jade Cargill, I think it would be a good spot for her. I think having her down there, because Jade it has the look. She is a beautiful fucking hell, man. She is amazing. 
Um, and she has talent. You know, just look at her. She is a she can if they work with her well, and that's what WWE can do. They could clean up her mic skills. They could clean up her in ring skills, and she could be more of a force that she was already in AEW. She went undefeated. She went undefeated. Didn't lose. Only loss she has now is to Chris Stanley, Chris Statlander. She has two of them. But besides that, she was undefeated for years, and she really became something in AEW. Just people looking at her, they're like, yo, that's a star. And it makes sense why WWE would want that. And I think with WWE, they can really clean her up. I know a lot of people are saying maybe they shouldn't put her in, like, NXT, for example. That'll, like, drop her momentum. But... I don't know. I, I personally think it could be helpful. I mean, they put so many people in NXT that they shouldn't have in the past. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura was amazing in NXT, but shouldn't have been an NXT person. You could say a lot for like people like Smojo, Robert Roode, Bobby Roode. But um, Jade, maybe showing up to the main roster and then confronting one of the champs would be cool. But right now, we got Nia Jax being that, you know... Struggernaut. I mean, why am I using that word again? Just being that monster, being that tough, you know, competitor right now, and she's going to be taking on Rhea Ripley at one of these pay-per-views at some point. So, I don't know. They already have that spot kind of filled, but let's we'll just see what happens. This is only, you know, just rumors, speculations, you know, just going off of what the sheets are saying. Maybe we'll see Jade Cargill in NXT. Maybe we'll see her pop up in the main roster. Maybe Rumble time. Who knows? Survivor Series. There's a, At some point, someone big can pop up. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on right now. Like, you know, Orton was just spotted at the PC the other day. Finally, maybe getting back into the ring. Getting, you know, used to taking some bumps again. Because Orton's been gone for more than a year now. And, you know, there's a lot of rumors and speculations. Can he wrestle ever again after, you know, the backs dealing with a back injury, the surgery, I believe, also in his back. There's a lot going on. Hopefully we get Orin and he can end on his own terms as well. Um, but, man, that, we got some Jade Cargill down in the PC. We got some Orin down in the PC. We got Grand Slam tonight with possibilities of rumors that maybe Edge didn't sign with the WWE again. Maybe he's a free agent. Maybe he pops up and Grand Slam tonight because, you know, Grand Slam is basically a pay-per-view in the way for uh, AEW. It would be amazing to see if we get a cool moment like that. Just the other year, we got Soraya pop up and no one thought, no one saw that coming. I forgot that Soraya could even be an option. And now she's going to be competing with the title tonight. So, yeah, that's uh, something that we saw there. Uh, other topics to talk about. PWI, Pro Wrestling Insider? Oh, no, uh, in. in PWI. <laughs> I'm forgetting. What does it stand for? I'll look up the acronym as we talk about it. Um, but PWI Top 500 comes out, and that's kind of crazy that they have a whole top 500 of the best wrestlers out there. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. There you go. I thought I wasn't crazy. I used to subscribe to them for a bit. Uh, they released the Top 500. And, you know, there's a lot of different stars across the board. Uh, yeah, I have the entire 500 list in front of me. But the top three that are worth noting. Number three, John Moxley. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number one is Seth freaking Rollins. The Shield 
is on the top of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500. And let's be very clear, you know, this is a cool list to be on. But let's not just go everything based off a fucking list, you know. People take what, uh, you know, places like, you know, the top podcast, top wrestling insiders, they take all their things to heart. People still think that if Dave Meltzer gives a match a five-star review, or a, let's say they think it's a three-star match, they think if what he says is what the gospel is, you know? And I think people need to understand, hey, wrestling is opinion-based for a lot of what happens here. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You know, it's very fine. People can have mixed opinions. You know, let's just not hate on others for their opinions. Let's just be realistic about opinions. And uh, let's all together wish that wrestling grows as society, you know? Uh, but I think it's pretty cool to see that the top three are The Shield. After The Shield, it's Gunther, Vikingo, MJF, Okada, Orange Cassidy, Josh Alexander from Impact. And rounding out the top ten is Cody Rhodes. I think that is a very solid list. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of marks were like, why isn't Will Ospreay up there? I agree, though. Will Ospreay is really cool. Had an ama- ha- been having an amazing year. Uh, where's Kenny Omega on the list? Kenny Omega is number 25, and before him is Chris Jericho. That uh, that's just, This is a very interesting list. You know, I know last year there was some controversy over the top uh, 100 or top 500 women last year. And everyone was like, number one, who the hell is that girl? I don't watch this. I mean, people were just being ridiculous about it last year. And a lot of people are just being ridiculous about this because PWI, they're going based off of so many so many things that you can take it whether you like it or not. It was, if you're a pro wrestler and you're on this list, this is just cool to get your name out there and at the end of the day being, you know, respected and, you know, feeling like, yes, I'm being noticed. I'd imagine is what a pro wrestler would feel like, you know, and you even like, let's see, who's the top 500. I mean, who's at the 500 and Andre chase. Okay. From chase you, I'm sure he's fucking happy that he's on this list. Let's see. Uh, who's someone out of the blue? Uh, I don't know who max zero is, but you're number four sixty. I bet they're really excited. Ken Broadway is 459. Ken Broadway is a staple in House of Glory, which is a New York City promotion that I go to like almost monthly at this rate. They normally do monthly shows and they do amazing shit. I just saw Tanahashi go against Matt Cardona like a month ago. And it's just fucking wild that that still happened. Let's be real here. Zack Ryder going against Tanahashi, the ace, John Cena of uh, New Japan. Anyway. I think this list, you know, you take it with what you want. You make the make it, you know, just look at it and be like, all right, well, maybe you agree with some of this. Maybe you don't. But, hey, to see the Shield on top, the Shield is one of the craziest things ever. One of the best factions ever created individually, together. I would love one day, but <laughs> I just don't see it ever happening. I don't think John Mox will ever go back to WWE. But, hey, never say never. Um, it would be cool to see some sort of a uh, shield run or something just like, I don't know, shield lasted for a good, amu- a good amount of time, but also we could have gotten so much more at different points in uh, their career. But, hey, individually, they have clearly killed it. This is the best Roman Reigns we've ever had, some of the best Seth Rollins we've ever had, some of the best John Moxley we've ever had. So that is your top 500. Your top three are the shield, and that is fucking cool. 
Uh, one last thing before we get into it, CM Punk conversation is a must. I wanted to do an entire episode on my rantings of how I feel about this as a CM Punk fan. I'm just fucking disappointed in Phil Brooks. I mean, let's be real here. As a CM Punk fan, you shouldn't be upset with AEW. You should be upset with Phil Brooks. Because, sure, you got into one fight last year at the, around the same time at the same show. And then you get your ass into another fight. There's a common denominator, and it's you, Phil Brooks. It is fucking you. I might make my episode one day still in the next couple of days. I got some time on my hands and just rant about it. Maybe make it a YouTube video. See if I can get some clickbait out of it. Who knows? But CM Punk will not pursue legal action with AEW is what the rumor is that's being talked about. Oh, this is fucking dirty nonsense anyway. Why are we, Why am I talking about this? Because, you know, it's pro wrestling. It's what the fucking world is about. But um, the world has dirt in it, you know, pro wrestling. And the whole CM Punk will not pursue legal action. A lot of it is just being, you know, with his contract ending sooner. They probably had to pay his ass out uh, to get him out of it. Um, but, man, I mean, I'm, I don't know all the facts. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Who gives a shit? It's, uh, if you're listening, it's opinion-based only. And, I, you know, CM Punk, man, this is, this is just crazy. A man getting in his own way is what I look at it. CM Punk's biggest enemy is Phil Brooks. And, you know, I'm still fucking annoyed to think that there's so much that could have been done with him in AEW. You know, we never got him to go against Kenny Omega an elite storyline with FT, CMFTR would have been sick if they would have worked together. Uh, the rumor of, you know, Matt and Nick were like, you know, in six months we'll want to talk to him. Like, oh my God, like just fucking make money, bro. You guys have plenty of it. You don't want to make more. This is why you made AEW because you want a lot of fucking money. You don't take indie shows anymore because you're content with all the money you're fucking making AEW. You could have made more. <laughs> that, that, that disappoints me too. Um, but so many matches we never got. Another MJ. I thought we were, this was all going to lead to MJF versus CM Punk for who's the real, real world champion. Not getting that. And you know what? There's a lot of rumors. Uh, CM Punk is still doing some stuff out there. He's doing some, I don't know, fucking random ass MMA promotion, doing commentary. And, you know, he basically, they basically said something along the lines of, you know, he has time to do some shit. You know, he at least has two months. And, of course, two months from now is survivor series time people are saying is he popping up there it's going to be in chicago you know does it does this all roads lead back to cm punk going back to wwe i kind of fucking hope not as a cm punk fan maybe i'm just still salty about this whole situation because i full-on blame cm punk for getting in his own way of what he could have been doing in w in AEW. but i personally uh don't want him anywhere at the moment Will I pop for him in WWE? Probably, because I'll be like, wow, he fucking went there. Him and Hunter were able to actually put the beef aside and make something happen. There was rumors that he uh, popped up, and he did pop up in WWE, and, like, you know, a raw, a raw backstage just to hang out with the people, and then eventually got asked to leave the building. That's a rumor. You know, just rumors now. But, man, um, CM Punk to WWE, I know a lot of people are like, but it would be so cool if he goes against Seth Rollins. Put him against Roman Reigns. Personally, I'm just not too excited about any of this right now. If I look back at the CM Punk time against, I mean, the CM Punk time in AEW, best things were his promos. And um, I'll throw in the 
MJF feud, that was amazing. The dog collar match, amazing. And the Eddie Kingston feud, amazing. Everything else I kind of uh, have mixed reactions on. I'm kind of disappointed. Another year of Grand Slam and not getting CM Punk from getting him in the first one and in the Rampage Grand Slam against Powerhouse Hobbs. And no no diss to Powerhouse Hobbs, but that match was fucking doo-doo. It was not fun, but it was cool to see CM Punk. As uh, my, my my opinion. Um, and then we didn't get him last year, obviously, because of the damn fight. And now we don't get him this year because he's not with the company. Um, I am just a disappointed CM Punk fan. I have CM Punk merch. I was looking forward to buying war merch now that he was back with AW. And now it's just like I, I don't feel right wearing it. I don't feel right looking at it. Because this man just let his fans down. I just don't think he cares about his fans as much as he would claim to. Because he puts his, more, his pride in front of it. And you know what? Hey, maybe he's a better man than I am for really sticking up for himself and putting his pride out there. But, you know, sometimes you just gotta know when to let some shit go and not to have a fucking fight over bullshit. You know, there's all rumors, all speculation. No one's will ever fucking fully know what happened with uh, the Elite. You know, they all apparently signed, like, NDAs. We don't know what the fuck really happened with Jack Perry and all that. I just think, uh... I just think it's kind of bullshit. I think you're an adult, and I think you should, uh, you know, you should have known the going in. Like maybe I should be safe about this. And it's crazy to think when CM Punk came to AEW, when you know the biggest, uh, see the most unkept secret was that he was coming, and then he fucking did. And he was like, I came here because I want to work with the young people. This gives me life. You know, this is what I want. And now he, uh, you know, clearly works with children. He's old and tired and doesn't, you know, he's pissed off. CM Punk, man, I could keep going on, but uh, let's get past this. Uh, he could be going to WWE. Hey, that'd be cool. But, hey, I kind of wish he was back at AEW. Maybe one day this all work. Maybe all roads will lead him back to, you know, bring him back to AEW. I, I have no clue. I'm just disappointed. And Tony Khan... Man up, bro. <laughs> I mean, that is a toxic thing to say in 2023, but, bro, my life was in, in like, you know, you were worried about your life and a fucking because of CM Punk? Grow up, bro. Come on now. Anyway, before I keep saying bro and sound like Vince Russo, let's get into the Grand Slam card. Third Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe. This is really cool that they get to war, uh, run Arthur Ashe because I think besides the U.S. Open, I don't know what the hell happens in that place. And it's great that they run it like right after the U.S. Open too. It's always right around then. Um, so we have a five-match card for Dynamite and we have a three-match card for Rampage. But Rampage is supposed to be two hours. Obviously, they're going to record it tonight. Your boy doesn't even have a ticket yet. I am getting my ticket while I'm in the parking lot pre-gaming with people because I was like, I'm going to save some time and money because the tickets were quite expensive at first. Like, if you want to sit in the 100 section at least now or at least a month ago, they're asking for like $200, $300. I'm like, I'm not really paying that for AW. When I first got my tickets, I would always be sitting in that area, but for like 100 something. Maybe it's because I didn't pre-sale it. That's on me, but hey. I still don't think they should have been jacking up the prices that much. And they're seeing some issues with that, too, to be honest. I mean, I just saw from Cultaholics, AW Grand Slam tickets down 40% from 2022. Lower attendance for AW Grand Slam 2023 than last year in Leicester's Jurassic Turnaround. And 
Apparently, you know, the rumor is AEW's having a hard time selling tickets. You know, a lot of people say that that's why they went to the UK, because it's an untapped market, a desperate market looking for, you know, wrestling. And, you know, they took advantage of it. And there's that whole thing of 81,000 versus, what, 74,000 is the real number. And a lot of people, of course, were going to clown AEW about it. I, I, I get why you would clown it. I, I also fucking hate the tribalism in professional wrestling. People are like, fuck AEW, it needs to burn. Tony Khan's a fucking bitch. I hope this company ends, dies. It's fucking clown work, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you should want all wrestling to succeed. You should want to be like, I need AEW to do well because then that makes WWE do well. Then we get the indies to do well. Then we got more talent. We got more opportunities, more things to watch. Right now, we have so many things to watch between WWE, AEW, and all the other promotions, which is great. But we want them all to be fighting on, like, you know, shooting on all cylinders where you're getting the good shit all the time from wherever you go. I mean, a lot of people are like, WWE is amazing right now. I don't fucking believe you. I think you're lying. I think you're fucking doing, you got some Stockholm Syndrome in this bitch because WWE is okay right now. And AEW, when I watch it, there's only a few really things that got me, that get me really watching. It's mostly shenanigans and, like I said before, MJF Adam Cole stuff, which has shenanigans in it and really good wrestling. So there you go. But yeah, man, they are they are losing. They are down tickets. About twelve thousand pay tickets uh, compared to yeah, in twenty twenty two they had like twelve thousand pay tickets. Twenty twenty one had an attendance of twenty thousand. I don't know. I'm looking at these numbers now, and it's like sheesh. Yeah, um, only seven thousand tickets have been distributed for Grand Slam for this year. So. I don't know, man. There's a lot of tickets available that I've seen, and they got a lot of $30 tickets in the 300 section. If I can't find a good deal within an hour of the show, your boy might be in the 300 section and eventually move up. You know, I'm going to this show on my own. A lot of people I want to go with couldn't go. So I know some people that are there, and I'll just try and sneak in their sections when I can. If not, oh well. I'll, I'll figure out. I'll have a good time. I'm just here for the environment, the atmosphere. And to be honest... Uh, the card itself isn't that great in cards past. I think maybe the best card might have been the first card where we had Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Probably the best match I've ever witnessed. And probably one of the best matches AEW has ever had. Kenny Omega has ever had. It was such an amazing atmosphere. I mean... Man, it was a great fucking time, that first Grand Slam. And the card, you know, it was a pretty good one. You know, we had Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, MJF, Pillman Jr. Nah. But Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes, that was cool. Darby Allen and Sting and FTR was a really cool one. And um, the Ruby Soho, Dr. Britt Breaker match was okay. And then the year before that, we had Jericho versus Claudio. And Jericho won the ROH title. I was like, holy shit, I did not expect that to happen. Last year, we got to see the Acclaim win the tag team titles at Arthur Ashe. That was crazy. Also, by the way, if you didn't see my social media, go check me out at Project underscore Kayfabe. Check me on Twitter, uh, JoeBro316. I fucking got to see Max Caster perform live yesterday. I woke up randomly and I just saw on Twitter, because by mistake I was on the on the uh, following tab versus the For You page, which I'm typically normally on because the following tab just not that great. I mean, Twitter's not that great in general. I don't fucking call it X for a reason. Um, anyway, I saw that Anthony Bowens was like, yo, I got, I mean, 
Max Casper was like, yo, I got a show in New York City. I'm rapping. Come through. Um, maybe some surprises. You could scissor the title. It was 20 bucks for the show, $40 for a meet and greet. I was like, you know what? I had a nice parlay that hit this weekend. Why not? Let's spend the 40 I It's an experience. It was either that or I buy MK1. I was probably going to buy MK1. But it's like, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait before I buy it. I got some other stuff to play. An experience would have been better, and it was cool for what it was. I would love to talk to Max Casser and be like, bro, if you need a marketer, hit me up. If you want ways to get more people at your shows, whether it's in NYC or other places, hit your boy up because not a lot of people were there. There was maybe twelve people there. I, I was disappointed in that. I mean, I mean, I only found about it this morning, so I'd imagine that's why not a lot of people fucking knew about it. If you if you ask me, Max Caster, you could be talking to some other people that know people that know wrestling fans, and you would have got them there, and you would have had a nice sold out show. But he is an amazing dude. He was chill. Got to take a photo of him. I scissored the title. <laughs> uh, we had a little conversation. It was cool. Cool guy. Um, he wants to be one day Max the Rapper, not just Max the Wrestler, and I hope he does. Uh, anyway, I, I, I've been going into it. Last year's card was pretty cool, though. I mean, Claudio and Chris Jericho were my highlights. The Acclaim were my highlights. I mean, this whole card was pretty solid last year. It's just sad that we didn't get, like, Punk in there, Kenny, the Elite. Um, and this year, well, starting off, we got John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, AEW International title match. Anytime you put John Moxley on, on my screen, put me uh, in a live show where I get to see John Moxley, it is a very good time. I think with a clash of styles here, that'll be really cool to see what kind of shit they pull off and just how this match works. I think that'll be really cool to f- and fun just to watch. Uh, John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, that'll be cool. I'm going with John Moxley to retain just because John Moxley's about to have a crazy run right now as the international title um, champ. <laughs> I don't know why I said that weird, but I think uh, it'll be cool to see John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. I'm excited for that. But am I thoroughly excited for this? Excited in the. This entire card, I think it's solid, but not just, you know, I'm not too fucking hyped. Like, I'm excited to go to the show and just see some people and get the environment, the atmosphere, but it's not as strong as in past, but I know all these people are going to do an amazing job. Uh, We got the AEW Women's World Title Match, Soraya versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm is doing some great character work now with her whole, like, you know, Hollywood, old-timey Hollywood gimmick. I'm enjoying it. She's fun, great stuff overall. You know, Soraya gets a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of it has to do with the people that she fucking dates and associates herself with. We've already known this girl has bad taste when she's out here with Alberto Del Rio. So, yeah. Soraya... I think it's still pretty cool, and it's cool that we get her wrestling. And you know what? If you have a problem with it, just deal with it. Soraya versus Tony Storm. I'm saying Soraya continues and stays as champ just because I feel like if you're going to get her to be champ, it's not going to be for a short run. So Soraya versus Tony Storm going with Soraya. Who knows? Maybe at Grand Slam tonight, Jamie Hayter comes back. Jamie Hayter's been out for a while. Maybe there's a chance she'll come back. There's also a chance, who knows, Mercedes Monet could always pop up because I know she's injured, but she's in a boot. That doesn't mean she can't do promos, and maybe she'll be set by full gear. I'm saying that maybe she pops up in the middle of all this. Soraya popped up last year. Maybe we get something here. Who knows? Um, It could be the version of, like, Soraya and Ruby Soho, who are still together on The Outcast, just beating down Tony Storm. And then, you know, maybe a Jamie Hayter return or a Mercedes Monet debut. So that would be sick. 
Maybe I'll wear my Mercedes Monet shirt that I have from Pro Wrestling uh, Tees from uh, their Pro Wrestling Crate. Um, third match listed here, but I fucking hope it's the main. I really want it to be the main because this man deserves it. MJF also deserves having a main, but he's having plenty of great mains. He had the main at the biggest show ever. Um, so ROH title versus, uh, I mean, ROH title and New Japan strong openweight title on the line. Claudio Castanoli versus Eddie Kingston. Easily want Eddie to go over. Eddie to go over in New York City. Bro, like, this guy was almost fucking homeless. This guy was struggling. This guy was fucking suffering for years. And now AEW has done Eddie Kingston well. I know a lot of people will give shit for how AEW treats other stars or, you know, like they fumble the bag on Keith Lee. Some will say they'll fumble the guy. I'll do this. But they've done right by Eddie Kingston, and I can't get upset with that. They made me care a lot more for Eddie Kingston than I ever thought I would because I never really knew much about Eddie pre- um, you know, pre-AEW run. I was familiar with some of his work on the indies, but when I got the fully experience what Eddie Kingston is, I'm like, I feel for this dude. Almost a Bronx boy. He, he reps Yonkers, but he also reps all of New York City, so I respect that, but fuck Yonkers. But uh, Eddie Kingston's a fucking man. I need to see this man win both the titles, beat Claudio, and I just need Eddie to have this run, man. I've I'm just been clamoring at the bits to get AEW to give him the world title. If they're going to give him the ROH title and the New, New Japan Strong titles at the same time, then hell fucking yeah. Don't you put some shenanigans? Don't you have him get fucked up by the B, BCC? Give Eddie Kingston the straight-out win on Claudio. This is what you fucking need. There was so much, like, you know... Whether it's shoot or not, it's probably not. I don't know. All the beef between Kingston and Claudio that they use from, like, the indies to now. Like, I love how they've continued this story, and they've brought it here to AEW. We've seen them already wrestle before. We've seen them have issues. We've seen them work together. I just think this is going to be great. And if anyone deserves a big win in their career, it's Eddie fucking Kingston. Claudio is amazing. He gets some great wins here, too. I love Claudio. Big Antonio Cesaro guy here. But give it to Eddie fucking Kingston, bro. Give it to him. Then we got uh, Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. I laugh just because I'm like, this isn't like a Chris Jericho match I'm really interested in seeing. I am still all part of the Chris Jericho is the GOAT territory. I know a lot of people will give him shit for things he said, things he does. His wife's a fucking MAGA. But hey, Chris Jericho, still amazing wrestler in my eyes. I'm looking at the artist Chris Jericho and him versus Sammy could be cool. It'll be interesting to see what's going on with Chris Jericho. We're getting closer towards the end of Chris Jericho's career. I mean, now he has no faction with him, and he's just only been about factions in AEW. But who knows? Maybe we'll see the birth of a new faction. Um, I'm going to go with Sammy Guevara to get a win here. Chris Jericho puts over young people, puts over people. And why wouldn't he want to put over uh, Sammy? Um, but I just think this is Sammy's time. I think a lot of people have been finally, like, changing how they feel about Sammy. I still think he makes a better heel than a face because just look at that dude. You just want to punch him in the face. That sells for him. Sammy Guevara should get the win, so I'm going to go with Sammy. Then we got AEW World Title Match, MJF versus Samoa Joe. This is a storyline carrying over from NXT, basically, where Samoa Joe pushed his ass when he was just a little... 
uh, backstage talent and, you know, just being there to help out. And now we've got this story here. It's become an actual story that they've made, uh, kind of. And he pushed him, you know, at, uh, at uh, what, was, what was the last one? At All Out? Yeah, at All Out. So here we are, MJF, C- uh, Samoa Joe. I want to say CM Punk. Uh, MJF, Samoa Joe. I'm going with MJF. I don't think MJF is dropping the title yet. I don't know who he dropped the title to at this point. I know he's still. we're still in the midst of the Adam Cole stuff, and maybe they're going to drag this out until maybe full gear. Give MJF a full year-long reign, maybe. Who knows? He's been killing it. Got to give it to him. Great stuff. Maybe uh, closer to when his movie drops, they'll take the title off. Who knows? But uh, MJF is a star. The bidding war 2024 is going to be a big one, and I still hope he stays with AEW because, as I've mentioned previously, we need all companies to grow here. If you're a wrestling fan and you want AEW to fucking suffer, you're a fucking loser. Go get fucking late. If you're a WWE fan, I mean, yeah, if you're an AEW fan and you want WWE to suffer, get fucking late, bro. Like, come on now. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. A lot of these people here talking and they don't get no play. And it shows when I see you out in the crowds. But, man... Just, just hope that wrestling does well. I want to be in a wrestling renaissance. I feel like we're getting there. I go out in public and people know that I'm wearing wrestling merch and they fuck with me. Like it's cool that people you could go out now and it's like it's not attitude error level. And I was a baby during that, but like it would be cool to one day get there. And we should want all wrestling companies to succeed. And I personally didn't want AEW to keep MGF and uh, sign him for a long time because sure he could go to WWE, but we want all companies to do well. We want all companies to trade their talents too, but. You know, when you got a big-ass star like MJF that keeps people watching. I don't know. Especially because I, I have a soft spot for AEW. gave me the feeling of wrestling again. It made me care about wrestling again. That and Deadlock Pro Wrestling, uh, Deadlock Podcast. Go check them out. <laughs> Plug in their shit. Anyway, MJF, the wiener. Um, and then we'll quickly look at the Rampage card. Only three matches as of now. I'd imagine they're going to announce more. Um, I'm, I, I think just one of the saddest takeaways on this card in general for the Dynamite, no Kenny Omega, no Takeshita, Takeshita is really cool to watch live and watch in general, uh, no Brian Danielson, uh, the elite at least of the Hung Bucks are being put on Rampage, so at least they still get them there, but it would have been cool to have something on the card, no FTR on this card as well too, it's very interesting, like, just the way that they book shit, man. Their booking is still will be their issue, and WWE's issue is also their booking and their pacing. Uh, they all have their shits. But uh, we got on Rampage, we got three matches. They're all tag team matches. Uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin and Sting. Giving it to Darby Allin and Sting. I feel like they never lose matches and never lose tag matches, and Sting just getting to see him, that'll be fucking sick. Seeing Christian, amazing run as the TNT champ. Um, AW World's Trios match, my boy, Max Caster, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn versus the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, and John Silver. It's gotta be the acclaim. It's gotta be daddy ass and all that. I gotta give it to them. And then we got the ROH World Six-Man Tag Title Match. This one is interesting because it, I mean, I don't see why they would lose, but I would imagine it would probably be because of Swerve. Swerve Strickland right now is in a feud with uh, Hangman Adam Page. So if they were to lose this match against the Mogul Embassy, it would probably be because of that. But we got the Mogul Embassy, Bishop Khan, Tawalana? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. 
Brian Cage versus the Elite Hangman, Adam Page, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. The Hung Bucks. And uh, I want to say the Hung Bucks are winning it, but I could see Swerve coming in and costing them the win. And also, you know, at least we get to hear, you know, maybe we'll get to hear some... uh, uh, do when I swerve when I dress, he Prince Nana out there. Fun fact about Prince Nana: when uh when I went to school, uh the the boss that I had in the admissions office, he was a wrestler. He was a part of the early days of ROH, and he was in the embassy. It was fucking sick. He did. He never had a huge career or anything like that, but he was a part of the embassy. He worked with Prince Nana, JB Havoc, and all that stuff. Pretty fucking cool. Anyway, or Jimmy Rave actually. Um, think so i'm getting my people confused anyway that is your card as of now and that is our episode of uh wrestle buzz radio i hope you liked it i hope you don't mind hearing my ass for about 40 minutes so i hope you enjoyed it um as always check us out on social media at wrestle buzz uh you can also find my stuff at project underscore cave babe and always see what i tweet about i'm mostly tweeting about wrestling because i'm a mark ass bitch follow me on twitter at joebro316 uh, with all that being said, I appreciate you for uh, listening, and I uh, hope Grand Slam's an amazing show. Let's hope some cool things pop up, and uh, I hope that your boy uh, somehow gets a really good seat for a good price. <laughs> so until then, I'll catch you uh, when we do something like this again. Peace out, people. Oh!